This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, chickens. It's the fabulous Adam Richard. Uh, I've got theories. Hey chickens, fabulous Adam Richard here with my theories, your theories, all of our theories on the latest Doctor Who episode, Can You Hear Me? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So... Uh, I've had a message from Daniel uh, who says that the doctor mentions the jacuzzi, uh, which is where all of the people that they've rescued from their nightmares are hanging out. And also earlier in the season, uh, she talked about draining the pool or purwall, as it's pronounced in this country. Um, Yes, there are two syllables, uh, depending on your generation of Australian. My grandmother used to say purwall, skewall, balloon. Um, she also said New Australian, which is a little bit offensive. Uh, but anyway, she's draining the pool earlier this season. And Daniel says that Gallifrey and water will factor into the finale. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> the timeless child, lone Cyberman in a pool, Esther Williams style. Oh, my God. How good would I mean, the Cyberman are going to sink. I don't know that they've got flotation devices in all of that tin that they're encased in. Maybe that's how you, you solve the Cyberman problem. You just pop them into water. Ooh, maybe that's what happened, what's happened to the lone Cyberman. That's why he's so rusty. He's been underwater for a long time. Salt water, corrosive. Like, I don't know if you've ever lived near a beach, but your car falls to, part, to pieces in minutes. Um, and all the, you know, all the surround bits around your windowsills and everything. I mean, I've never really lived close to the beach. I lived in St Kilda for a year in, like, an apartment that looked like Melrose Place. I could see the water and then they built that George Cinema next door and I never saw it again. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you don't want to hear about when I lived at Melrose Place? No. That was when Melrose Place was on TV. People used to come over to my house at Melrose Place to watch Melrose Place. It was the best fun. So, Luke online said, uh, was he on Twitter? He's on all of my socials, Luke. Uh, he said something horrific about all of the fingers that I will not repeat. 
Um, but it is the kind of thing that I used to say to the audience at Whovians before we started recording and some of the little kids in the audience would come up to me afterwards and say, we know what you're saying is naughty, but we don't know what it means. <laughs> Um, bless them. So, uh, Luke said something about all the fingers. Oh, he also thought that the master, he thinks the master is behind all of this and that he's the one. The master sent Zelen and Akara after the doctor. Oh, that is an interesting theory. Bajo, uh, on Twitter today said that he loved the animated section. I'm sure he'll talk about about that in depth on the show. Um, the info dump cartoon, I loved that. It was great. I thought it was really fascinating. Like, I mean, you have to do info dumping in Doctor Who. It's a necessary evil with any kind of science fiction. It's like, all right, we've had mysteries all up till now. Um, we have to explain the mysteries in as efficient way as possible. But there's going to be perhaps a long chat. <laughs> and this gorgeous, gorgeous uh, uh, animation was really cute. Uh, I did... I, could, I, I tried to talk to my fiancé about it because it was, you know, motion graphics and that's what he does for a living. Uh, and he thought I was trying to trick him into watching it. Um, but I found it really hard to describe. I was like, oh, yeah, so it's kind of, you know, uh, like art from a primitive society, but it's all kind of glowy and bright and it's on a black background and but still kind of two-dimensional and and it's moving and there's planets exploding. Anyway, it, it was really nice. I thought it was a really effective like way of doing things. I mean, that's what I said yesterday that I thought that, you know, the that uh, this new writer and new director have taken a really fresh approach for telling a Doctor Who story. I thought it was great. It was really it was a really really good moment. I the only th the other thing I really loved was the fact that they used smoke as a transition between not only the dream state and reality but also just between scenes sometimes. Like if you were going uh from the space station he business then down to earth they used smoke as a transition to go somewhere else the smoke that that's how they traveled from place to place and across time and these as these infinite creatures have a want to do uh zelen and akara um i and you know i love that so for much of the first series of Jodie Whittaker's time as the Doctor and a couple of times this series but not as many the Doctor's been really behind the eight ball um, kind of really confused about how how things are going like assuming something is one way and then realising oh no that's not what I thought it was at all this is something completely different and seeing someone actually using that against her that really really I found really upsetting but the Doctor, being the Doctor, not only got out of it, but trapped both of them in there. So now there's no one outside the planet-busting bubble to help them escape. I know. It's pretty incredible. Um, she's amazing. I love her. Uh, now let's talk about the dream sequences, right? Let's talk about what is going on in the deep, dark, horrible insides of all of our characters. We had... Uh, Graham finding out he's going to cark it in two hours, and and Grace delivering the news with just callousness. And then why didn't you save me? Oh, that is a punch to the guts. That is a punch right to the guts. And it makes me wonder. 
Like, I mean, we have, we've never seen the scene and, you know, there always has to be one where the Doctor explains about the web of time and I can't break things and I can't go back and save Grace. Is, is Graham going to try and go back and save Grace? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just had, you know, I've had like a feeling for the last two seasons that something about his cancer is going to come up again. I'm glad that he's cleared the air and gone, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, it's clear, but it's always with you. It is something that's always with you. And... I've had that experience in my life. My my gorgeous sister uh, ha- had a brush with cancer and it was horrific. Uh, it was a few years ago now and she has come out the other side in an amazing place. Um, but it is one of those things. They say it's always, it's always there. It is always, even if it's not just physically, like if they've managed to completely eradicate it, from you know the the tissue that where it was growing if they've even taken all of that out of you and there's nowhere for it to grow the emotional weight of it the the constant daily fear of is this going to come back is something going to cause me to battle myself physically again to the point where I won't survive like that is that must be a huge burden on poor Graham and I've said all along that there's something going on with Graham's cancer that we don't know but finding out getting a definite oh yeah he's fine uh for now is is good but I feel like it foreshadows something worse but you know it's gonna upset poor Bajo um uh by the way happy tweets sent me a direct message they had some trouble with the way the doctor reacted when Graham confessed that, that he was feeling like this. Um, and I totally get that because we don't want the Doctor, as fans of this show and fans of the character, we don't want the Doctor to be fallible. We don't want the Doctor to be anything but pure, I guess. Um, you know, the never cruel or cowardly. And it does seem like a cowardly thing to have done, but it was an honest thing. Like, it was an honest moment. Uh, and I think that's how we all feel in those moments, when someone confesses something to you, you you do have those moments where you're like, I, you know, you, the fact that she said it out loud was like, I'm going to go over here, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to think of something that I uh, appropriate to say to you in a moment. And you know, we never see her say whatever the appropriate thing is. If and you know, Graham's just like, yeah, well, that's you know, but sometimes it's not what the other person does; it's just the listening. Like, it's just, you just listen to people when they're not well and when they're telling you what's wrong with them. Like, they're not asking you to fix anything. They're not asking you to go to Bunnings and buy a lot of equipment and erect some machine that fixes the problem. People just want to be heard. And I think the doctor not responding is basically a lesson for all of us to go, yeah, just say... I I hear you. I don't know what to say in response or how to fix it, but I'm here. And that's sometimes all people need. Um like gorgeous Yaz and her sister. Uh which I've run out of time. I was going to talk about Tebow going to the shops and which was a really cute moment going to the shops and the there's no lady to talk to. You have to talk to the automatic lady and she is uppity. Let me tell you. Oh my god. 
You know, there's an unexpected item in the bagging area. Yeah, it's the bag, lady. The bag is in the bagging area. It's not unexpected. It's the bagging area. Anyway, I'll calm down and we will talk about more in the next episode. Um, also, that's how... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Knocking my drink bottle over. Look out, love. Have a sip while I'm here. Um, (laughs) 